You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack, your bowls podcast covering everything in the Goulburn Valley playing area. I'm Tyler Ma, your host, and with me as always is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back. Good afternoon, uh, Tyler. Good afternoon, listeners. And uh, things are certainly heating up weather-wise, and they're certainly heating up in the uh, Goulburn Valley Bowls playing area as well. And uh, Doyen of GV Bowls, Brian Nisbet, uh, in the studio. Brian, we've also uh, got a special guest on the line. We have, yes. Good afternoon, Tyler, and good afternoon, Ashley and listeners. And we've got a special guest today for our third program for the year, and it's none other than the Chairman of Selectors at Kai Abram Bowls Club in Glenfields. Welcome to the program, Glenn. Thanks very much, Brian. Uh, well, uh, thanks, guys, for the intro, and uh, yeah, welcome to all the listeners. But before I kick it off, mate, I've got a. Um, I'm not a great one for apologising or on air or anything, but I've got a retraction and an apology to. Warren Bovel, alias Whippet, out at East Shep. Um, there was a good, I, there was a hot source of um, information. Uh, about ten people told me that he he'd got the flick from Division One in round two, and it wasn't the fact. He had, took his daughter to Melbourne, and they said he arced up and all this. So I don't know. That's what I heard, and. He, he didn't react to his demotion at all because he never got demoted and it was high on the rumour mill and it was, wasn't factual and, look, I'll have to get my um, improve <laughs> my sources and and let everybody know Whippet and I are good mates and we've moved on from this. So we'll get on with the show. Glenn, I believe you started your career at your Merca town. That's correct, Brian. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, 17, 18 seasons ago now. That's correct, yep. And you, you, the, the Dorian of coaches over there was Ted King. Is that correct? That's correct, mate. He was my original coach when I, when I moved there. He had a very good reputation with junior bowlers, and there was a Ted King day they had for oh, all the junior bowlers in the um, Murray. And I think they invited Goulburn Valley and a few other districts and that over there. It used to be a big tournament at Cobram or somewhere, I think. But uh, yeah, and and a, another coach who I had the pleasure of playing with um, in Div One was Keith Hill, who who, who coached at uh, Marupna Golf, and then he moved to Yamurka where he had a residence. Yes, yes, uh, mate. Yeah, he's my uh, original. Division One skipper there, yeah. So great, great, great Keith. And as, as we said before, um, sorely missed. Uh, you know, passed away way too soon, unfortunately. Yeah, passed away at fifty nine. Um, he was a great friend of Jeff France. They, I know, I, I practiced a lot with them out at Eastern. Um, he tried to help him, Keith, but it was a, a lost cause trying to change my <laughs> style and all that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had a lot of time for him. But. Uh, and how long were you at Yamurka? How many years you bowled there before you moved with your job, was it, to Richmond Union Bowling Club in no, Metro actually, Melbourne? No, I, um, I, I, uh, probably four seasons there. And then actually we we actually went on the road for a year. We, we travelled around Australia for a year after that. And then um, we resettled back down in Curran down in South Gippsland. Okay, Curran so right. Before, yes, before we went to... Um, that's why I played golf before we went to uh, Newmarket. Okay. And then so, so 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 I started playing uh, bowls in Newmarket uh, and um, and then kept playing bowls when we moved back to Coenbella. So about another uh, four or five years there. Yeah. And when did you go to Richmond Union? After that, uh, it would be after that. Correct. Yes. Um, I was working in Dandenong, so I was travelling up and down every day. And then the wife got a job in Caulfield, so I said, "You're not travelling as well." And if we're going to move to Melbourne, we're going to move to Melbourne. There's no point in the suburbs or anything like that. We've moved yeah. right in. So, yeah, yeah. So that's when we moved to Richmond. It'll be about uh, just a tick over seven years ago now. Okay. And what sort of work were you in, Glenn? I was, I've been on metal work all my life, but I was a business development manager for a company called Shamit Sheet Metal in Croydon. Okay. I, 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 after, after the um, Daddy Long Days, yeah, we were there. Um, 
yeah, they do all the uh, canal wood heaters and that. So yeah, it was a business journal. And where did you work in? Thing. Where did you work in Shepparton when you lived in your Murga? Uh, Blackwoods, the industrial supplier. Blackwoods, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're well-known firm in uh, Shepparton. <laughs> That's correct. Yep. And your, uh, how many years at Richmond Union? Five years, five, five, five good years at Richmond. Did you yeah, skip there, down yeah. there? I did. Yes, my original. I went in as third to uh, Nathan Murray was my uh, original skipper down there, and probably for about four or five weeks, and Nathan missed one week. And yeah. so I got promoted to skip and then stayed there ever since, yes, yes. Well, Nathan Murray defeated Paul Nichols and Daniel Nichols in the state pairs about three years ago in Bendigo. I forget who his leader was, but a very mm-hmm. fine bowler, that's for sure. Yeah, he won, he won the Masters pair one year at Richmond there as at well. Rich, so yeah, Rich, you're famous yeah. for the Master pairs, aren't you? Yes, that's correct, yep, yep. Um, so, Glenn, tell us what um, what brought you to Kyabram eventually a couple of seasons ago. Um, you've, have you moved, you've moved up here, obviously. Um, are you still working or is it just uh, more for a lifestyle change? Um, we actually bought the um, property in uh, Kyabram as an investment property. Yeah. And it was, it was only renting in Richmond. And as you can imagine, the, uh, the cost of rent in Richmond is uh, extravagant. And the wife, the wife said, why are we uh, paying all this amount of money in rent when we've got a perfectly good house sitting in uh, Kyabram? So it made, made perfectly good economic sense. And uh, so we moved up and I got a job locally at uh, Jan and R Engineering um, for a couple, of, uh, couple of years. And then I've recently this year joined uh, Atlas um, Metals uh, uh, back on the doing the business development manager uh, thing again. But them guys are so mainly stainless steel there, so yeah. Yeah, you you, mu- you must have been um, sort of really scaring for investment properties. I sort of don't know many people that have decided to dip their toe in the water at Kyabram, but um, was there someone there that you did know or a connection or anything like that that made you want to um, sort of make the move to, to Kyabram? Yeah, my, my good mate Keith Button, we bowled together down in and uh, They moved up quite a few yeah, right. places for Kyabram as well, yeah. Um, and we was always going to move back up this way somewhere after living in Newmarket. That we, we enjoy the weather up here rather than down in Gippsland. So we was always going to relocate back up here sometime to possibly retire, but it just happened a bit earlier. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously since you've moved to Kyabram, um, you know, you've, you've built up a pretty impressive record skipping there um, in the top five skips a couple of seasons ago. And this season, yourself and Jockey McInnes have both won your rink um, the first four rounds. Um, you know, what, what sort of um, – has, has a lot changed from season to season since you've been at Kyabram in terms of um, your mindset or your rink makeup, or what, what do you put down to your impressive start to the year? Um, a pretty impressive start there this year. I mentioned before that uh, we we, we uh, had a coach last year that don't don't you know for work um, don't go through work uh, had to move over to problem and we we had to look around for a coach uh, with no success so we decided to take it on ourselves just uh, setting up drills and that and Rob Sini put his hand up for that and I believe it's just improved everyone with just that few percent of, that's, that's all I can put my finger on and. Uh, you know, even you've got to beat your positions near his bowls. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a simple game, made difficult at times. Yeah, you haven't got to be right on the jack every time. If they're, if they're 18 inches away, you've only got to be 17 to win to win the end. So I mean, we've definitely tightened up our heads for sure. Yeah, and who would you say has been the biggest influence on your on your bowls career, given you've had a, sort of a few stops over the journey? Um, go back to Keith, uh, Keith Button. He, he, when he was down in... He's the one who said, I think you can skip. He set me on the road skipping for sure, yeah. Um, so I put a lot down. Thanks to Keith for that. And um, quite a few guys at Richmond, yeah, um, improved my game out of sight. Um, and like since I moved back up here, and I'm bowling again with Keith and that. And, uh, he says, like, since the five years I did Richmond, it's just improved my bowls out of sight. So, um yeah, we moved there for work, but obviously, you know, if you can improve your sport as well, it's, it's, it's excellent. You said you uh, you travelled around Australia for a bit, Glenn. Did you uh, play much bowls while you were moving around? We didn't. We took the bowls with us, but I don't think we actually ever got them out. Yeah, we, we um, certainly visited a few bowls clubs and uh, uh, enjoyed their uh, a bit of a mind, but uh, I don't think we actually ever got any bowls out. So. <laughs> and obviously played a pretty high standard down in, in Melbourne. Uh, what do you think... Um, the, the best bowler you've ever played against is or, uh, you know, maybe one you've uh, 
seen across the rinks, um, you know, while playing? I actually, we actually played a association four games. I skipped against Saif Saeed, so that was that was that was quite thrilling, I should say. Yes, that was that was good. Yeah, and uh, we were lucky enough to uh, get over them, which was even better. And that was in the semi final. Is is that good a bit of bloke who come along to the final to watch us in the final? Yeah, that's, that's always handy, isn't it? I suppose coming back to the to the GV bowls after being down um, in Melbourne and you know having previously played in the the Murray area, what are your sort of assessments of the the standard in this region? I'm, I'm amazed how good the standard is. It's on a par with uh, the Division One, certainly in in in, uh, in metropolitan without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it really, it really is. It's up there. As we, as, we, as we say, there's, there's no easy games in Division One anyway, but it, it really isn't up here at all. It's um, it's, it's full on. It's, it's really the, the level of competition is excellent. And I noticed, Glenn, that you don't play in any, um, you don't enter for any single state singles or. Sixty and over singles. I don't know your age, but uh, or pairs. <laughs> not, 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 not quite there yet, boy. Fifty-seven. Not quite there yet. Yeah, well, I said. Do you um, know? Do you know Ashley Bates? He's a Victorian selector. Lives in Wodonga. No, I don't. No, I don't actually. Well, I see. He plays no. with Noel Redrop over there in the Master Pairs for about oh, okay. five or that's six that's years. Okay, probably know if I see him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for until sure. that concluded. Well. I said to him one day, how come you're not in the 16th, the senior side of Victoria? He said, I'm only 56. <laughs> I said, I'm very sorry. Uh, very sorry, Ashley. I, uh, I'll humbled, life, yeah. I was going to ask how old you were, but I didn't get to it. Um, no, that's fine. And, uh, Glenn, obviously last week it was, um, you know, a really big crunch game for you guys over at Shepparton Park, and obviously I, I played in the game as well, and um, I was – with Paul Nichols and we drew Johnny Horsler, who was red hot, um, stepped up in Greg Schilling's absence and had a big win um, and had Des Campbell and Graham King Jr., um, not to be confused with Graham King Sr. Can you talk about, um, obviously, you know, um, you haven't, the club didn't pick up any major inclusions, but obviously the depth overall across all the grades to allow, you know, that to happen, three blokes to come up and perform their role must have been really pleasing. Yeah, for sure. So certainly, certainly as a selector as well. Yeah. Um, there was changes needed in that rink in, in the front end, which was a was quite we were thought was quite weak. So there's got to be changes anyway. And then with Greg missing as well, like obviously you know um, for we thought at the time a big spanner in the works. But uh, Johnny Hoysen that's been been playing well, um, so he deserves his chance. And um, uh, there's there's Campbell as well, and the, the Graham King Junior. They all deserve their chances. So. We put them in, and uh, yeah, they performed outstandingly, which was which was excellent. Um, really, really happy how they performed, and obviously they've kept their spot for this week. So we had to we had to find another place for Greg this week. So. Did Greg Schilling get in this week? We we snuck him in. Yes, we did snuck him in. I thought you might have. <laughs> and you've got another good player in Robbie George to come back. He's I rate him very highly as a bowler and well, well, a very a very good competitor. And uh, yeah. He'll be back Absolutely. just before he's, Christmas, hopefully, uh, Glenn. He's, he's due back uh, Saturday week. So yeah. that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be another great inclusion. Not not a bad problem to have as a chairman of selectors when you've got an embarrassment of riches to pick from. <laughs> and, well, it, is, it is a good problem to have, that's for sure. Um, you know, all, all the guys stepping up there yeah, um, makes our job difficult in a good way, yeah. yeah. And, Glenn, yet, what I was trying to touch on before was you don't play in the singles because you, you believe your best position is skip, right? And Correct. Yep. Well, that's interesting because yep. there's a Kai had a few players there as good skippers like Peter O'Brien, Phil Denham, who I rate okay. highly. He's won half his games skipping in Division 1. There was another guy, uh, Varco, Neville Varco. He'd come up and he was skipping in the twos and he'd fill in in the ones and he was very hard to beat. He just, But you couldn't play him anywhere else. Uh, they are skippers or nowhere. Yeah, it's yeah, a strange, I mean, if, strange coincidence. Yeah, but if I don't, if I don't skip, I'd, I'd probably like to lead, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The interesting, the game to lead. Yeah, 
Well, I guess after you're sort of used to playing a certain position for a while, you sort of um, adopt that mindset of how to approach the game. And um, being a skipper, you know, you, you sort of see the head a particular way and it, it, it is hard to sort of go back and play a different role after you're used to doing it for so long. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, that's, a, that's a fair assessment for sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, as third, you could have a little bit of influence over the skipper, but um, you know, you could suggest things. But certainly, a second, you know, you, you make life difficult. And, and as I say, I, I would buy, uh, just if I, as I get older, I'd, I'd certainly go back to leave. That's for sure. Yeah. And just finally, um, Glenn, obviously you've had a, a really positive start to the year four and four and zero, and uh, that sort of first part of the season really sets up the, the rest of the year for you. And obviously after Christmas, and you know, um, obviously being the chairman of selectors and um, you would have sort of looked at things and, you know, the mathematics are certainly favouring you guys to sort of sneak into the top four now, given the positive start you've had for the year. Yep, that's for sure, mate. Yeah, it, it, it sets your season up, yeah, tremendously. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, we can get another win this week and then we'll see how we, we've got Tully Gwertner and um, Shep Golf after that. I mean, we've got no fears of them whatsoever. They're, any team's beatable, so we, we can... You know, be six or one uh, after halfway through the season, certainly. But you, you wouldn't, you'd really hope you wouldn't go out to four after that. You'd have, you'd have to drop away dramatically. Yeah. What, no. um, what are you expecting from uh, Stanhope this weekend, Glenn? Always, always tough. <laughs> they seem to just match up well against us for some reason. And uh, yeah, you, as I said before, you can't take anyone lightly. Um, we certainly won't be taking them lightly. And they, they just have that habit in a couple of seasons I've been there of. Uh, of Sneaking up again and getting over the top of us, so we'll be doing our best to make uh, make sure that doesn't happen again. And uh, hopefully, five and zero gets off to an even better start. Yes, well, look, you couldn't have uh, you couldn't have wished for a better season. You and Jockey's five. He's four plus fifty-one. You're four plus twenty-eight. I think it is, or yep. twenty-seven. And then you got the doyen of players in um, Brad Orr following. There's not many skippers who've won all their four games. Yeah. I think there's only three. That's a top three. Mitch Sidebottom's yep. won three out of three, and Greg Schilling's got two and a half out of three. But uh, yeah, yeah. If you and Jock, uh, the way you start the season, you must get a. Yeah, Bowles is a confidence thing, and I think Kyle, Kai could uh, be the big surprise package, Ash. Yeah, I think so, and obviously with a 14-game season and if, you know, we often lose one or two to weather and things like that, it's, as Glenn said, it's just set them up so well and if they can be 6-1 or 5-2 after the first sort of go-around of playing everyone once, um, as he said, you'd, you'd um, be a brave person to tip that they'd fall out of the four. But, um, yeah, th- thanks for your time, Glenn. Appreciate that and um, good luck That's against right. Stanhope on, on Saturday. Yeah, thanks very I much, Glenn. Appreciate your time, guys, and uh, good to catch up with you and uh, meet, you, meet you in the flesh one day. Thank you very Thank much. You. Good evening. All the best. See you, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Shut up. Bye. Bye. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Welcome back, listeners, and apologies for that uh, short uh, silence there. I did press the wrong button, but we're moving forward. Brian. Yes, a review of Weekend Pennant on Saturday the 30th of November. No major upsets in Division 1. However, East Eagles opened their account at the expense of Stanhope at Stanhope and finally won against their bogey team. Key to their win was Daniel Nichols' rink. Uh, Rinks win by 23 shots in his second game back. However, Beatty lost his third on the trot, which is a worry. A good rink win to Tim Hancock and Pont and Rob Pont managed to draw against uh, Eshep Brett Reiner. Kai Abram made a four in a row against the more favoured Park at Park. Kai has the two top skips in the Golden Valley Bowls Association Division 1 in Jockey McGinnis, 4 plus 51. And Glenn Fields, I just mentioned four. Our guest in today's show has got four plus 28. Uh, also, Johnny Horsell stepped up to the plate, which Ashley touched on in Greg Schilling's absence with 
Desi Campbell and Graham King Jr. joining Graham King Sr. And they saluted by 16 shots. While Josh Warren won his second game in a row. His rink's um, been impressive the last few games. Shep Golf made a four out of four for 32 shot victory over Yaroa. With Chris Ferguson's rink their major player. While Mark Stevens returned to skipping and had his best win yet. To gain two points for Yaroa. And he beat a Premier League skipper in uh, Brett Foley. So that's a fantastic win for my mate Mark Stevens over there. I know he'd be pretty elated. I haven't spoken to him. But yeah, look, I um, when we played Shep Golf, um, Paul Nichols drew Brett Foley and we were pretty pretty chuffed to sort of take that scalp and he's going to be hard to beat sort of, I think, closer to the end of the season when, when the whips are really cracking. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they tinker with his front end a little bit, but certainly for Mark Stevens, a, a massive confidence booster and good to see Yaroa um, went home with some points against Shep Golf. Yeah, no, I thought that. Him, um, a, a good effort. They didn't go down by 32 shots. Tally, as expected, accounted for Tad Hilltop away. However, David Cartwright's rink found some form with a good win. Ryan Ryan Sidebottom and Crapper's rink's all impressive in their victory. Division 2 saw East win away at Hilltop, which saw Kevin Cox's rink remain undefeated and David Downs' rink the best at East for the day. I think he won by 23 shots. Gary Mansfield saluted for Tad Hilltop to give them two points. Marupna got within eight shots of top team Shep Golf thanks to Bruce Anselmi's 19-shot rink win. However, Golf's other rinks prevailed to get them up. Marupna Golf, the bottom team, upset Park at Park, winning by four shots in a thriller. Marupna Golf won on three rinks. However, Rob Thorne's rink, um, vic- uh, achieved victory by 19 and nearly got them home. Rushy's season had a hiccup when they lost away to Kai by 22 shots with only Kevin Gilbert's rink successful. And it's good to see Phil Denham got on got on the winning list after I said he was zipping three. Too good a player and uh, very fine skipper in the twos. Division three, Seymour hit a cricket score against... The hapless East at the Pavilion at East, 140-67. Margin of 73 shots. I happened to be uh, playing in one of the rinks. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a happy day. Long afternoon, Brian, yeah. Well, it was a lot better day today, I must admit. Yeah. Uh, one score of 40 and three scores of 30-plus showed their superiority. Stanhope in a Marupna, three wins on the trot with a 10-shot, 16-2 victory at Marupna. Park were too good for Avalon at home. At Avenal, sorry, by 13 shots, 16-2, with David Folletti's one-shot rink win over the only bright spot for Avenal. Tally won by 13 shots, 14-4 against Shepparton Golf, courtesy of Terry Lee White's 17-shot rink victory. In Division 4, Park at home defeated the more fancy in the Gamby outfit by 25-16-2, with Malcolm Pretty's rink victorious by 22 shots. Over Angel Mannequin, that is a good victory. No more than four shots separated the other three rinks. Seymour whitewashed Tad Hilltop by 58 shots at home to remain favourites and, and undefeated. Yaroa, a big win over Kai, 16-2 by 33 shots, with Yarn Waters Rink, a 22-shot winner. Seymour second beat Dookie last by 34 shots, 16-2 with Bill Kirkby's rink, Dookie's only winner. Division 5, Merch upset the former undefeated top team East by 19 shots, 16 to 2. Led by Jeff Higgins, the president down there. He's rink one by 17. Um, the put Merch in the top four, Seymour VRI, seventh. Defeated Tally, third. 18 zip by 29 shots at Tally in an upset. Marupna Golf went on to, went to top spot, defeating Shep Golf by 13 shots, 16 to 2. And Tad Hilltop. Shocked Merrigan by 15 shots, 16-2 at Merrigan. In Division 6 North, Dookie flogged Yaroa, Rushy over Park, Stanhope over East, and Kai upset Colbo to take over top spot from them and remain the only unbeaten side. In Division 6 South, Alex 1, Alex 2 and Eildon 2 were the victors and Eildon had the bye. 
In midweek pennant from today, uh, Tuesday, November 30, we'll start with Division 5. Uh, these are just results that have come to hand at the time of recording. Dookie had the buy in Division 5. Colwyn Avon defeated Rushworth 62-38 with a clean sweep. No score from Avonal v Yaroa. Seymour uh, defeated... Uh, Seymour lost to Violet Town, sorry, 52-40. to 40. Violet Town got all the points there. In Division 4 South, uh, no result from Eildon v Seymour. Seymour VRI, far too good for Alex 1, 88-48. And Yaroa uh, defeated Shepparton Park, 64-46, 14-2. Division 4 North, uh, Shep Golf, too good for Murchison, 77-54 in a clean sweep. Cricket score um, margin here. Namurka, 138 shots, defeated Kyabram, 34 in a clean sweep. Some um, big names playing for Namurka in the Division 4. Alan Rogers, the president of the Goulburn Valley Bowling Area, um, skipping one of those rinks. So they're probably a little bit too good for Division 4 North. Is it too late to uh, bump them up to Div 2? Or? <laughs> or, I don't know how it would affect the fixturing and the uh, and the previous results, but, yeah, it looks like they're going to be pretty hard to beat. Shep Park uh, over the line against Merrigan in a thriller, 12-4. The overall shot score, 62-57. No results. Or oh, actually... Um, did East get a forfeit from Tat Hilltop? Yeah. East got a forfeit from Tat Hilltop in Div 4 North. Division 3, um, Kyabram 87 defeated East 61. East 2, sorry, 61. Nagambi uh, lost to Marupna in a thriller. 72-73, one-shot margin. 12 points to Marupna, 4 to Nagambi. So Marupna only won one rink there. Shep Park 62 defeated Marupna Golf in another thriller, 59. Uh, so three-shot margin. They only won one rink as well, 12-4. Tad Hilltop, 45, lost to East 1, 104. So a big margin there, clean sweep. Division 2, Seymour, 83, defeated Shep Golf, 59, 14-2. Yaroa, 69, defeated Kyberm, 55, another 14-2 result. Park was a comfortable winner against Avenal, 76-57, to 15-1. And Tatura Hilltop in the close one of the Division 2 round, 77 to 73, 14-2. Moving on to Division 1, Kyabram, um, a little bit outclassed against Shepparton and Golf, lost by 40 shots, 85-45. Just going through some of the rink scores there, Ash. Yep. Um, Robbie Betson defeated mm. uh, <coughs> Mary Greco, 30-16. Uh, Graham Waddell beat Robert Sini 30-16 as well. And in the uh, the third clash, uh, Chris Wright defeated Jenny Dixon 25-13. So pretty comprehensive uh, yeah. from golf there. Yeah, look, Robbie Betson's been in really good form on Tuesdays. Had a big win against Paul Warren against uh, Shep Park the week before. So they're firing on all cylinders at this early stage. Seymour 83 defeated Rushworth uh, 59-14 points to two. Uh Ian Eichfuss uh, defeated Gene Sprague 36-17. That's a big win from uh, Ian there down in Seymour. Um, Rob Brown went down to Laurie Nicholson um, 23-16. So good effort from um, Laurie Nicholson there to to head down to Seymour and and jag a win. But um, in the other rink, Max Hammond continued on his merry way with Rob Baldwin as third, um, who I reckon was skipping uh, last year. So... Uh, 31-19 yeah. there uh, against Chris Garvey. And they'll be hard to beat at home all year, Seymour. You'd think they'll they'll get in the top four through sheer weight of points that they'll pick up from home. Shep Park, uh, too good for Marupna Golf, 80-61, 14-2, Tyler. Paul Warren, 29-21 against uh, William Mallins. Bill Mallins. Bill yeah. Mallins. Yeah. Uh, Die Hands had a big win, 34-15 over Cheryl Emmett. And in the third rink, it was 25-17, Jeanette Doherty's way over Kathy Dudley. And to complete the round, Hilltop, Tad Hilltop, probably a bit of a surprise, this overall margin. 99 shots um, thrashed, East Shepherd and 48. So it's at 51 shots in a clean sweep. Yeah, David Cartwright uh, defeated Lee Beatty 34-20. Phil Boyd uh, had a 29-16 win over Graham Barber's rink. And Rod Medill, uh, 36-12, had it all his own way against Janice Dalmenico. A little bit out of sorts, the top east side. They've come up to Division 1 this year. Brian, uh, do you think they can sort of pick up from from here? Well, Stacey Colley was out, so that's a big loss, but... She wouldn't have made that many um, shots difference. I presume they played 
on the indoor carpet. So, yeah, that is a big... See, that's a bit of a fortress, although good bowlers will bowl well on that. And the David Cartwright, obviously, and Medill, and and they... they yeah, once you've played on that a few times, you know yourself. Yeah, you find your line. Yeah. yeah, they may have been. I may be wrong, but I doubt if they play outside when they've been practicing on the indoor. So ladder after is it three round, four rounds, Tyler? Uh, it is. Um, I'd imagine Shep Golf run down on top. Uh, four rounds completed. Shep Golf four wins uh, plus eighty five with sixty points. Uh, a full 14 points ahead of Tat Hilltop, who are 3-1 and one, but have a, a 92-shot um, difference. So uh, playing well there, the Bulldogs. Shep Park in third, also 3-1, and one, uh, 42 points with a 22-shot uh, positive difference. And Seymour is currently in fourth, 2-2. Two and two. Those two wins both at home, um, I believe, in the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, 54 to the positive in the score difference. Um, column and 34 points. So it's a, another five points back to East Shep, who are minus 36, um, but two and two, followed by Kai and Russia with one win and Marut McGolf with none to this stage of the season. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, whether East can sort of um, pick up a couple of wins at home to sort of try and match Seymour, and Seymour will obviously be hoping to accumulate as many points as they can away from home. But, um, yeah, look, Shep Golf, the pace setters at the moment. Oh, definitely, they've just carried on, haven't they? And seen they're getting stronger. And Chris Wright's obviously having a good season, skipping there. And uh, I think Park will give them a run for their money. They always do, don't they? Well, they were four shots off them last week, yeah. and Robbie Betson had a big win, which was the difference. So, uh, and that was at Park, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the return clash after Christmas. Will we go for a final break before we um, preview the weekend's play, Tyler? Sounds good. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. And welcome back to After the Jack. Brian, we'll head straight into the previews for the upcoming rounds of action. Yeah, very good, Tyler. Uh, preview weekend pennant round five, December the 7th. Uh, we've got 32 rounds to go, Ash, and then we'll be having a recess. I don't we play on the 21st. Do we? Of December? Yeah. I think we go right up, don't we? Do we? Is this uh, midweek, Brian? You said weekend. No, weekend. Uh, Christmas is uh, a Saturday, mate, so we'll be playing the... twenty, The 17th, or the 18th, 18th of December, and that'll be the last one. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So round four, five, sorry. Round yeah, round five. weekend uh, pennant round five preview. Uh, Division six, South... Uh, the four is Alex, yay, Eild one and Alex two. Uh, Alex one play Eild one. I'm going for Alex one. Seymour play yay, going for yay. Eild two to defeat Avenal. Alex two have got the bye. Division six North, uh, Colbo to defeat Kai. I'll give you the four first. Kai, Colbo, East and Stanhope. Colbo to defeat East, Stanhope to defeat Yaroa, Dukey and Park. 18 points each and minus 57 shots each in the match of the day. Uh, Dookie to win. Rushworth last first. Kai top. Kai should win easily. Division 5, Maripna Golf. This is a 4. East second. Tally, and tally third. Merch fourth. Murchison to defeat Merrigan. Maripna Golf to defeat East in the match of the day. Shep Golf first. Seymour. Seymour to win. Uh, that's, sorry, Shep Golfers, Seymour VRI. I'm going for Seymour VRI. And Tally to defeat Hilltop at home, Tad Hilltop. Division four, the four is Seymour VRI on top. From Seymour second, Yarrow third, Nagambi fourth. Nagambi at home to defeat Tad Hilltop. Seymour VRI to defeat Yaroa in the match of the round. Uh, Seymour will defeat Kai at Kai. And I'm going for Park to defeat Dookie at Dookie. Division three, the four is Seymour, Shep Park, Marupna and Tally. Seymour, Seymour is 68 points and 200 shots up at this stage. Jeez. That's 50 <laughs> shots around, they won by. Yeah. And host Avon at home. Seymour by 40 shots, 16-2. Shep Golf hosts East, seventh. 
um, verse 8. And Gulf's form is better than East. And in a close contest, Gulf seemed to have the wood on us, um, particularly out there, and they'll win 14-4 by um, eight shots. Park second, host Marupna third in the match of the day. Park by 20 shots, 16-2. And Stanhope sixth at home versus Telly fourth. Should be tight, but Telly's prevail 14-4. In Division 2, we've got, um, you can come in here, boys. Division, the four is Shep, Golf, East Shepparton, Rushworth and Kyabram. In the first game, Marupna Golf seventh, host to Rushy third. Yeah, I think um, Marupna Golf obviously had plenty of confidence after last week's upset against Shep Park, but um, I don't think they'll make it two in a row this week. Rushy seems to be going really well. Is it at Rushy? Uh, Marupna Golf host Rushy. It's okay. Marupna Golf. Yeah, no, nah, look, I think Rushy will probably still have a little bit too much across their rinks to, to get over the line here. Bruce Wooten, uh, Kevin Gilbert, Gene Sprague, they've still got some quality players there, and I think it'll be too much for Marupna Golf. Yeah, Rushworth for me. Uh, I think um, winning a rink down at Seymour is obviously uh, in a different competition being midweek, but uh, yeah, good form. So I think uh, <laughs> Rushworth. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for an upset. I'm going from Marupna Golf at home. 14-4 by four shots. East second at home on their favoured carpet. Should account for last year's runner-ups, Marupna 8, who have lost three in the trot, whereas East have won three out of four. And David Downs rink and Kevin Cox rinks in good touch. Bruce Anselmi was their only winner last week, but he had a big win with um, brother Jeff third. But they'll, they'll, that rink will need a similar result to get his team up. I'm going for East 14-4 by 16 shots. Yeah, it's interesting that obviously East Shepherd and Division 2 are going really well at the moment, um, sort of given the struggles and inconsistency of the ones. Um, you know, generally that can tend to flow down through the rinks, but obviously they've got their combinations right in Division 2. David Downs is skipping really well. Johnny Crozier, Kevin Cox. So, you know, they've got some really solid Division 2 skips there that are performing really well. And I think at home um, they'll be a little bit too consistent for Marupna. Yeah, East for me as well, 16-2. Uh, Kai Abram at home are slowly building with their top skip Phil, top skip Phil Denham saluting last round. Uh, they should prove too strong for Tad Hilltop, 16-2 by 26 shots. Yeah, it's 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 been a little bit funny to pick the Division 2 form because um, Shepherd and Park's obviously struggling in the bottom half of the ladder and their only win for the year is against Kai Abram who are up to fourth um, at Kyabram as well, which is always a good win. So um, I, I think they'll be a little bit too strong now that they've sort of um, started to progress in the right direction a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, I think they'll have too much firepower for Tat Hilltop, who, as we've touched on in previous weeks, their depth's taken a massive hit sort of during the off-season, so... Uh, yeah, I think it's the Bombers for me. Uh, with at least Shilling to come back into the top side, that'll push... One um, back, and you know, uh, I think um, yeah, they'll they'll get the job done. I think it could be a close one though. Uh, out at uh, this is being played at Tatura, so um, fourteen four. And now we'll move on to Division One. What about Park? Park? Who's oh, park? sorry, I got one game to go. Yep, you're right. Shep Golf at home will test all of Park's resolve, and will extend their win to five out of five, sixteen two by thirty shots. Yeah, look, um, I think Shep Golf will be too strong out there. It's, um, you know, Park was probably a little bit of victim of not not to take any credit away from Marupna Golf. They bowled terrifically, but they had a couple of unavailabilities last week. Peter Cross was a big out as a skip, um, so he'll come back in. Rob Thorne did a terrific job in his absence. Um, Sue Tyson was a late withdrawal on, on the Saturday morning. She was picked to play. Um, and we'll touch on the, the state singles, but I noticed she's in the final four, so she played on the Sunday, but um, she'll be a handy inclusion back in Greg Williamson's rink as a lead. Um, so she's been bowling really well for him all year. So um, hopefully Park can pinch a rink or two, but I think across the board, Shep Golf will be too strong. Bit of a scare last week for the golfers, uh, you know, only winning by eight shots against Marupna. That's always a, a tough game, though. But um, <clears throat> Bruce Anselmi uh, got a hold of Richard Warburton's rink, and I think uh, he'll come out firing this week, and uh, the golfers will get it done. Yeah, I agree with that. Division one, East Eagle six will be eagle, eager to win a couple of rinks against the measuring gauge Shepherd and Golf. Golf are adept. 
on any surface and will handle the indoor carpet or the slicker outdoor surface at East. East were 18 shots down with 20 ends remaining last round at Stanhope, but rallied especially Jeff Beatty's rink, who is about 20-odd shots down, to win comfortably in the end. Dan Nichols back for his second match, led his rink to a big win, and he will need to replicate that effort this round to give his side any chance. Orr's rink's unbeaten, and uh, I think they'll ensure victory. Brett Foley will be keen to get on the winner's list again, and they'll win 14-4. I've got... Um, I think they'll win by 30 shots because uh, Jeff Beatty's out and Jacob Brighton's out and Lee Beatty will be missing too. They've got a family function on. Yeah, well, it would have sort of raised the question. His form's been horribly out of sorts given what you know what he produced last year. Um, I don't know whether you know they would have considered changing that rink. Obviously, Jacob, his grandson, was playing second in there. Chris Johnson, um, he did have Wayne Gribble as his third, but last week he um, had Robert Glover from uh, Namurka recruit. So whether they would have considered changing that, it'll be interesting to see who they go with in his absence. Um, the Johnny Gribble Cup, you might might call this really his first game against this, um, the club that he had so much success at. So it'll be interesting. No doubt he'll sort of be really fired up for it um, to sort of put in a good showing against the club that he had so much premiership success at. Um, I think sort of with BD out, um, it might sort of take detract a little bit from their twos as well because they're going to have to bring someone up from there and they're going really well. I think Shep Golf will win 16-2. I think um, maybe... Maybe John Gribble will get his rink, but I think Shep Golf will be too strong. Be interesting as well, um, selection news with, with Shep Golf and whether they tinker with any changes. I, I, no doubt Brett Foley will maybe be looking to try and strengthen his rink up. Yeah, I think it's golf for me as well, but uh, we certainly know you're not here for your mathematical skills, Brian. Uh, I don't know how you got golf uh, winning 14 Four by thirty shots, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> golf will be winning eighteen nil by somewhere uh, north of thirty shots uh, for me. Yeah, well, I had twenty shots originally, and I just added ten on <laughs> with Jeff Beatty going the, out. The, so the, that's the, the Beatty that's tax. That's fair comment, mate. Fair <laughs> comment. Your row of fourth at home will be tested by Tat Hilltop, who will be reassured by Denzel Cartwright's rink win against Tally last round. This match will be tight. And Mark Stevens rinks win at golf, a plus for Yaroa as well. Yaroa at home to get home by eight shots, 14-4. This could be massive for Yaroa, you know, um, given that you know, so t- t- um, Tyler talking to Ken Suckleaf at the start, he's just wanting to get one win. Now they've got two and they're, they've, they're sitting in fourth spot at the moment. If they can get a third before, you know, round five, all of a sudden that momentum starts building and they'll be hard to beat at home against most sides because they play their greens really well. So they'll sense this as a real opportunity. Tad Hilltop a bit out of sorts, you know. They did, Denzel Cartwright's rink did really well last week to win against Tally, but um, they haven't won overall yet, have they, Tad Hilltop? They're winless, so they're on the bottom of the ladder, which I wouldn't have picked that after four rounds at the start of the season. So... A lot to play for for both sides in different ways. I'm going to go Tat Hilltop to open their account um, 12-6. The the importance of this game uh, should not be underrated for Shepparton Park or East Shepparton as well and Stanhope. You're always 10 points ahead in fourth with Mm. obviously uh, Park playing tally and East playing golf. If uh, they can do a number on Tat Hilltop... uh, on Saturday, that widens that gap, mm. uh, you know, obviously assuming mm. that golf and tally have uh, wins as probably we mostly will tip. Um, so I, I think uh, the Bulldogs will be not only for their own sake uh, needing this win, but uh, to keep that, uh, you know, that battle for fourth really wide open. But um, I reckon Ural can get it done on their home deck, uh, 14-4. I think it'll be a really close game though. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's why I've got eight shots here. Kai Abram, top of the pile, will make it five out of five. And with those two top skips in Fields and McGuinness, they should have a comfortable victory against Stanhope. They get Greg Schilling back and Johnny Horsler and Desi Campbell and Graham King Jr. kept their spot, so... They might. They probably so, got a so, good, probably so, got a good division two side this week. So who goes then? Well, I'd like to know. But well, well interestingly, Glenn sounded the way Glenn uh, phrased it sounded like uh, Greg Schilling wouldn't be skipping this week. But um, 
if that's the case, they uh, they will look pretty strong if uh, Johnny Horsler continues his form. Yeah, they the, certainly the, should. The, the possibility I thought of was maybe um, putting Schilling in uh, Noel Redrop's spot as a skip, yep. and maybe pushing everyone, every, maybe everyone down a spot in that rink just to stiffen it up a bit. Josh Warren um, beat that rink by, or his rink beat that team by 11 shots or 12 shots last week. So maybe that might be where his spot goes in. But as Glenn alluded to, it's certainly a luxury to have as a chairman of selectors. Yeah, Toots Rink has been struggling. He had an early win, but, um, you know, you just can't blame the skip. The Stanhope were pretty impressive last week, but they didn't finish their game off. When you're leading by 18 mm. shots in the championship ends, mm. 20 ends ago, Yep. They shouldn't have really lost that game. Yeah, and certainly for, you know, um, sort of clubs like Stanhope and Shep Park and East Shep who are sort of struggling at the moment, um, those small opportunities can make or break your season and particularly early on when you're struggling to string wins together. Hopefully, oh, well, I, th- I think they'll look back on that one at the end of the season and go, yeah, that was one that got away. I know um, Shep Park against Stanhope in round one, that was one that got away. We lost by one shot and we led late in that game. So you just got to be on top of your game for 100 ends. I think Kybram will win easy, 16-2. Yeah, easy win for the Bombers yeah. for mine, uh, especially on their home deck. Uh, I haven't been out there for a bit, but uh, it always rolls nicely, uh, I find. So, uh, yeah, it'll be the Bombers for me. And in the last game, Tally hosts Shep Park. And it's at Tally. Uh, I don't know what the result last year. They won pretty easy out there, didn't they, Ash? Yeah, I think they clean, clean swept them. And then um, Shep Park at home managed to get two rinks, I think. But, um, yeah, struck, I reckon, struggle at Tally. I reckon Tally will win by 36 shots. But I reckon Park will pinch a rink. Yeah, look, um, Park, Park's sort of uh, in all sorts of trouble, I think, at the moment. Just um, Shane Walsh has, has come in and, and his rink sort of um, hasn't fired. Um, they, they won the first game against Stanhope against Tim Hancock and were probably lucky to win that. Two fours on the last couple of ends to pinch that rink and then haven't been successful since. Paul Nichols's rink, which, which I'm a part of, was horribly out of sorts last week against John Horsler. Um, so whether they try and make some positional changes, I don't know. And we were talking off air before, Brian, that, you know, you sort of look to your Division 2, but, you know, Shep Park's Division 2 has just lost to Marupna Golf. So whether there's people knocking on the door there, it's it's a hard one. And, um, yeah, Park certainly needs to rebound this week. I don't think, um, you know, Tally will give us too much. They won't give us an inch, but um, if we can get a couple of rinks, that'd be a good place to start. Yeah, I think Tally gets the job done. Uh, obviously, they uh, they lost one rink last week with uh, to David Cartwright's rink, but um, yeah, David Doors. I, David, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think they'll get it get the job done this week. They they seem to be sort of building nicely. Um, you know, challenged golf well, backed it up with a win, and, and um, yeah, yeah I think. And, and and you know, Mitch Sidebottom returned last week, and they're probably a twenty odd shot better side with him in. Um, and I, I I think there's a, a quiet confidence at, at Tally about how much that they've closed the gap on Shep Golf, and they're just sort of doing everything quietly at the moment to make sure they can get back to the big dance and have another crack and um, and hopefully go one better. Four rounds in, uh, quick touch with the skips ladder. Uh, obviously, Jockey McInnes and Glenn Fields of Kyabram are undefeated on top uh, along with Bradley Orr of Shepparton Golf. Uh, Mitch Sibonham's also undefeated, but uh, on that uh, next rung, having only played three games, Mark Ryan, his teammate, has three and one, and so does Liam Crapper, also of Tally Group. No, the broccoli, as they uh, like to call themselves. Uh, seventh uh, at the moment, also in three and one, is uh, Andy Houston of Euroa. So um, after that, it rolls into the uh, the, the two winners. But um, yeah, obviously, probably a few names there that we might not have expected at the start of the season, and, and a few that we certainly did. Yeah, look, um, obviously the sides at the top of the ladder are the ones that you expect to see their skippers dominating. Did we expect Kai to be on top after four rounds? Probably not, but, you know, Glenn Fields and, and Jockey McInnes, great bowlers in their own right, but you're only as good as the team around you, and that obviously reflects how well Kai's been going as a team and Shep Golf and Tally as well. Um, last thing we'll touch on before we finish up for this week is the state singles, which uh, is a knockout format that started on Sunday for the men's and 
ladies. Um, so into the final four for the ladies, which um, that'll resume this Sunday. Um, at Stanhope. Yeah, at Stanhope. So in the ladies semifinals, firstly, uh, Lee Beattie from East Shepparton will play Sue Tyson from Shep Park. Um, Mar- and in the other semi, Margaret Thorne, uh, looking for another GV title, uh, will play Mark Serini from Euroa. So who are we tipping the final will be and who do we think will take it home? Well, I reckon Mark Thorne will, will win a semi and she'll win the final by 10 shots. Who Will she play a club mate or Lee Beattie? Uh... I think Marguerite for Serini. Oh, Sue Tyson, yeah. yeah. I'll go for Sue. Yep. Yep. So Mark Thorne's playing Mark Serini. I think Mark Thorne will win that one. Yep. And I think she'll play Sue Tyson yeah, in the yeah, final. Yeah, she'll play Sue Tyson, yeah. And, uh, and win. Sorry, Serini, Sue. Serini for me, uh, I, uh, I'll i go against uh, the grain and um, have a crack at that. Yeah, I, I don't know whether Marupna would have um, had a, a lady singles. We'd have to probably research that, but it would be a good result Yeroa, for you. Yeah, for a ladies' state yeah. singles. In the men's, um, down to the final eight. So in the first quarter final, Paul Nichols v Nick Boyd. Who you got? Paul Nichols. Paul Nichols for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll back me, me skipper in as well and coach. No, Guy Madigan, a great um, – this is an, probably an example of a leader, draw bowler, playing his club mate from Tallagaritma, David Dawes. Uh, Dawesy probably gets that one for yeah. mine, but uh, a good effort from Guy to oh, get yeah, uh, to the effort. final eight. Dawesy just, Never yeah. underestimate a leader in no. singles, but I think Dawesy might sort of, if he needs to drive himself out of yeah. trouble, might have a bit too much. Ken Sutcliffe uh, versus Justin Spedding. I'll go for Kenny Sutcliffe. Yeah, Ken Sutcliffe for mine. He's uh, just a smooth operator at these uh, events. I'll go for Justin Spedding, who won yeah. the Champion of Champions a couple of years ago. And um, the last quarter final, Mitch Sidebottom versus Justin Branch, a bit of a bolter from Tatura Bowls Club. Well, I've never heard of him, so he may as well be the invisible man. <laughs> oh, well, I'll go out on a, on, on a branch. Does and he I'll play t- pennant? I don't know whether – I haven't seen him in – like, he's not playing for Tad Hilltop on a Saturday. So, terrific effort to make the final eight of the, the GV singles. I'll branch out and go for him to upset Mitch Sidebottom. Uh, no, it's Mitch oh. Sidebottom for me, boy. <laughs> Who's going to win the whole thing? Mitch Sidebottom. Yeah, I, I think um – I think I'd have to go Mitch as well, Brian. Uh, not that I like uh, tipping the same as you, but um, yeah. <laughs> da- David Dawes for me. Yeah, and, um, with that Mitch, I expect to get into some syndicate with you out there, mate, on your trotting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for the week. Another comprehensive preview and review of Golden Valley Bowls in the region. Yeah, and I just want to, before we conclude, um, give uh, Jason Carter a Pat on the back over there, Justin Carter at uh, Tatura. Jason, Jason, I had a couple of beers over there too, Jason, with you after the game. But the Greens over there were really good today, and it's a credit to him. He was there all day and um, getting the milk out for the coffee and all that, and um, did a fan. Uh, the Greens are a credit to him, and he's. Cole Johnson, his band of workers over there, a little club doing a good job. You'll have to you'll have to shout him some fried chicken next time oh, you see him, KFC, Brian. Mate, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, uh, Brian, Ash, and of course Glenn Fields from Kyabram who joined us earlier in the day uh, or in the show. Uh, it feels like it's been a day the way Brian talks. But uh, <laughs> thank you very much, listeners, for joining another episode of After the Jack, and we will see you next week. Make sure you check out the Shep News for all of your lawn bowling coverage. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.